Welcome again. My name's Phil. I'm part of the leadership team at Jubilee. And it's great to be with you this morning. I can't believe it, right? Next week, eek, it's going to be Christmas. This time next week. Oh, my days. Are you, are you excited? So I just want to talk to you for a couple of minutes. But I'm going to need, right, I'm feeling a bit tired today. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some help from all of the kids in the Explorers. Is that okay? Kids, are you up for helping me? I can't hear you. Kids, are you up for helping me? Yeah, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you are. I'll, I'll, I'll call on you in a minute when I need your help. So what I want to talk to you about, just for a couple of minutes, not very long, is I want to talk to you about why did Jesus come? And I'm going to start off with the reading. So if you just pin back your ears just for a moment and listen to this. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman, and he grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. And then for three years he was an itinerant preacher. He never had a family or owned a home. He never set foot inside a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He did none of the things that usually accompany greatness. And while he was still young, the tide of public opinion was turned against him. His friends deserted him and he turned and he was turned over to his enemies where he went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves and while he was dying his executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had left on earth. When he was dead he was taken down and laid in a borrowed grave. Twenty centuries have come and gone and today he is still the central figure of the human race. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned, all put together have not affected the life of man upon this earth as powerfully as this one solitary life, Jesus Christ. So much that I could tell you about Jesus. In fact, my, my favourite my favorite disciple, John, puts it like this. Jesus did many other things as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have enough room for the books that would be written. Jesus was completely and totally amazing. And I want to look at, and I, I could probably tell you a thousand things about Jesus, just from my limited knowledge of him. And I, I wouldn't even come to the end. But we haven't got much time. So I'm just going to tell you three things. Is that okay? And the first thing that I want to tell you is this. Is that the reason that Jesus came was to seek and to save the lost. The reason that he appeared was to seek and save the lost. Have you ever been lost? Yes. Have you ever been lost? Yes. Have you been lost in Tesco's? Yes. Kids, right? Kids, right? Just... Parents, please put your fingers in your ears. Kids, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in the car with mummy and daddy when they've been lost? Yeah? Yeah, there's a few nods. It's scary, isn't it, being lost? Yeah, it's scary when you get lost and you don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going. And the Bible tells us in Luke 19.10 that the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's amazing, isn't it? That's great truth. And I'm, I'm going to use that as a memory verse. So kids, I want you to try and, re, try and um, shout this out if you can. 
So can all the kids just stand up where you are, in your seat, right? So I want you to say after me, Luke 19.10. Yeah? For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So that's our memory verse. Now later on in my talk, I might shout out, memory verse! And the first person to run here, right, and come up and recite that verse, Luke 19, 10, the Son of Man came to seek, save the lost, we'll get a prize. Yeah, is that okay? All right, good, good. Now, I've actually lost something this morning. Yeah, oh. And, and I, want, I, I want it back. Now, I was going to use marbles for this illustration, but then I thought, wisely, because, you know, like, I don't want you going home and saying, oh, I went to church and Phil lost his marbles, and, you know, that would be just be like, that would be like, that would be bad, wouldn't it? But I have actually lost my sweets. Kids, I've lost loads of sweets. So I wondered if you, I wondered if you would come and help me find my sweets. Who... Who, who wants to come and help me come and find my sweets? Right, kids, you want to just all come down here then? All the kids that want to come help me find my sweets, come down here. Brilliant. Right. And I need, I need a special assistant. Katrina, would you, you come and join me on the stage? You come and join me. Right, these are called binoculars. Right, you put them on. Yeah. Okay. So, kids, in this room somewhere, hiding are parcels of sweets. Now, the thing is, when, they, when you find them, what I want you to do is, the first thing, I want you to bring them back down here and hold them up. And then, no, they're not in there. No, that's something else. Right? <laughs> when you find the sweets, what I want you to do, this is really important, I want you to bring them back down here. I want you to open them, and I want you to share can you, do you all know how to share? Yeah. Okay. So Katrina, let's start looking around. Can we see, can we see the sweets? Keep having a look. Where can we see the sweets? Is there any sweets anywhere? Kids, can you see them? Have a look around. Are there any sweets? Are there any sweets? Any sweets anywhere? Oh, look. Look at the back. Kids, look at the back where Jason is. Quick, go and get the sweets. Oh, you've got those ones. Do you want to hold them up and show everybody what it says on the packet? Show everybody. Lost sweets. So we've got two, two so far. We've got, we've got one. Bring them back down here. I think Debbie might have something in her bag. Quick, get her. Quick, quick, get her. Don't let her leave. She's got my lost sweets. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so you can open those kids and you can share them out. Come 
It's really good news, isn't it, when, you, when you've lost something. Who, who regularly loses their keys and their phone? <laughs> Most of us at some point lose our keys and our phone. And when we, when we, when we, thanks Katrine, you can go now. Thank you so much. When we lose something and we find it again, it's really special, isn't it? Especially when it's something of great value. In the book of Luke, Luke, um, there's a whole chapter in Luke 15 which is dedicated to lost things. So there's a lost coin. There is a lost, lost sons. And there is a lost sheep. And Jesus is talking about the fact that lost things are... Um, precious when they're found again Jesus is looking for each one of us the reason that the son of man came was to seek and to save the lost he came to seek us and, 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 and save us because we without him are utterly and totally lost without him we're just like don't know where we're going and Jesus said this he said I'm the way I'm the truth and the life and nobody comes to the Father except through me. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know where you're going. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know what your final destination is. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Well, you can know him today. He came to seek and save those that were lost. I was once lost, but now I'm found. He's come to bring us home. The next thing I want to tell you is that Jesus in, in Mark 10.45 says this, that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. A ransom is something that is paid to provide for the release of someone who is held captive. Jesus paid the ransom to free us from sin. This baby that we've been looking at, born in a stable, was God's ransom for each one of us because we were captive to sin and death and God wanted to pay the price for us. We were looking at in our life group this week, why was Jesus born in a stable? Why was he born in a pooey stable in Bethlehem? Of all the places that you could have chosen to have a baby, that would be like, like bottom of the list. Uh, many years ago, I took a, a bucket of donkey poo into a church to um, preach about the, the stable. I've not been invited back, by the way. But I, I took this bucket of donkey poo, and, and honestly, the stench by the end of my preach was unbelievable as the fumes of poo um, circulated the church building. And do you know something? Um, it wasn't pleasant, but let me tell you, I don't think it was pleasant for Jesus. Why was it that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the King of Heaven... Why was he born in such squalor and such filth? And the, the answer was given in our group on Wednesday by, I think it was Emma, and she said, humility. Humility. Jesus laid aside his majesty. He laid aside his privilege. He became one of us and started at ground zero because he wanted to connect with you and me. He wanted to identify with our humanity he wanted to identify with our brokenness and our weakness so that, so that he could lift us up. He did not come to be served, but to serve 
And that's a good model for each of you. If you want to follow Jesus, you've got to become a servant. If you want to follow Jesus, you've got to serve just as he served. Consider the humility of Jesus. And Philippians tells us, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Amazing. Amazing. Jesus came to be our ransom. So that's two things. Jesus came to seek and save those that were lost. That's why he came. And he came to be a ransom. That's another th- reason why he came. And now we're going to do memory verse. It was meant to be for the kids, but that's okay. <laughs> Luke 19, 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. Fantastic. There you are. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. And then the third thing that I want to do involves this. The third thing I want to talk about involves this. What's this, kids? It's a present! Yay! Who's going to get some presents? Yeah, I usually get socks. I don't know, I don't know why, but I, I, I just normally get socks by, by default, which is good. I, li- I like socks. I always need socks. But what's the, what's the gift got to do with Jesus? Well, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. There's a price for the things that we get wrong. There's, there's, there's a payment. What, what happens with wages? As soon as your wages comes into your bank account, what happens? Um, stuff gets taken out, doesn't it? The wife, the wife spends it. Um, you know, no, I'm making Debs. No, like it gets taken out. You know, you've got to pay for your rent. You've got to pay for your, um, you've got to pay for your mortgage. You've got to pay for your food. You've got to pay for your lecky. You know, it goes, doesn't it? As soon as it, as soon as it comes in. There's a, there's a price, isn't there? Wages. And the wages of sin, the wages of the things that we get wrong, separate us from God and it, it results in death. But the gift of God is eternal life. All in town now, right, there, there are people going around shopping and they're, they're looking for that bargain. They're looking for that wonderful thing that they can get. And yet in this building here, there's something on offer that is worth all the money in the world. More than all the money in the world. In fact, it's so precious that you can't buy it. It's so precious that you can't earn it. You would never, ever be able to earn it. It's the free gift of eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And it, and it, comes, it comes as a free gift. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Eternity, and you don't have to do anything to get it. So costly a gift that you could never earn it but God offers it to us for free. Have you received him? Have you received the free gift of eternal life? Have you ever done that? Kids, of all the things that you're going to get for Christmas, which may be wonderful, I don't know, there's nothing more precious than receiving 
the free gift of eternal life. Nothing more precious, because eternity is forever, and Jesus is forever. In the, um, in the hymn, it says, in the, one of the carols, in fact, it's Heart the Herald Angels Sing. Are we going to sing that later? Heart the Herald Angels Sing? Yeah? Great. It says this, one of the verses, you'll sing it in a minute. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. You see, with God, there's an opportunity to start again by receiving this free gift of eternal life, and you can start your life all over again. There's a reset with God through, through his death on a cross and his um, rising again, bringing us new life, that death no longer has a hold on us, sin no longer has a hold on us, we can start again and can live a new life with him. If God had perceived our greatest need was economic, he would have sent us an economist. If God had perceived that our greatest need was entertainment, he would have sent us a comedian or a singer or an artist. If God had perceived that our greatest need was political, he'd have sent us a great politician if there is such a thing. If he had perceived that our greatest need was health, he would have sent us a great doctor. But he knew that our greatest need was our sin and our alienation from him, our profound rebellion, our death, and he sent us a saviour in the form of a helpless baby. The greatest need that we have as people is salvation. We need God to come and rescue us. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to be a ransom to rescue us and he came to give us a free gift of eternal life. Do you want to receive that today? I encourage you to reach out to God as we um, go back in. If the worship team want to come and join us, as we go back into worship now. And for those of you here that follow Jesus, I want to, I want to challenge you with um, just verse out of Luke 2 that the, the shepherds, I want, to, I want to challenge you with the, the joy of the shepherds on that first Christmas morning. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. I want to encourage you that this, this news that we've been sharing this morning is the greatest news of all. And it needs to be shared. This year as we go into 2023, I encourage you, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Share what Jesus has done for you. Share what Jesus has done for the world. Reach out to somebody this year. Make it your, make it your goal to, you know... Get, get in with at least one person and share what Jesus has done for you. Would you all like to stand?